What's up, everything? We're back to talk about all the hockey news we've missed on what's sure to be the shortest hockey podcast ever. It's really not all that much to talk about, but we've got a lot of time to fill. So let's get started and let's go blues. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys One Cup podcast. We have returned. It is Thursday, August 19th, and we are here. I went to Florida. I still am in Florida, and Ian has never cared about you or your desires or your listenership to this podcast. I'm I'm very withholding. just classically naturally with and uh so yeah it's just been a little chaotic plus there's been next to nothing to talk about and so you know we went on a little unexpected hiatus there are sincerest apologies and we'll try to get better but here we are to cover all the hockey news that there is to talk about and we're about to do that now and we're done. And that's the end of the podcast. We'll talk to you next week. There's nothing, no. folks. What did you want us? What did you want us to say? What were you waiting for? It really, it genuinely baffles me that there are people out there that are like, where's the two guys one cup podcast? Where is it? I need my fix. I mean, God bless all Thank of you. you. Seriously, but I mean, I I hate listening to me, so it doesn't make any sense when someone else wants to. In any case, Ian, how are you doing tonight? It's I'm doing great. Fun. I'm doing I'm I'm doing fantastic. You know, uh, it's hot as uh-huh. summer is, um, <laughs> most places really. Yeah, well, um, true. And we we saw each other. We, you know, you're in Florida right now, and I'm in St. Louis, but we did see each other oh. in the flesh in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. <laughs> that is true. We did do that. That did happen. Yeah. So Ian and I uh, both planned independently and unexpectedly. I don't want to suggest that we have mind melded into the same person, but we did both end up in Pigeon Forge on the same weekend. Uh, two, I guess, two weekends ago, two weeks ago, tomorrow, or out, whenever, yeah. and uh, that was crazy. And we got, uh, you know, dinner at a at a lovely little uh, roadside barbecue place, and it was great. And your fiance was also there. I don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, you know, I don't want to exclude her. But <laughs> even though women don't count as human beings in Tennessee, yeah, that's so, true. You know? That is true. <laughs> That's just the law, folks. I know. Take that up with Tennessee, okay? <laughs> Don't yell at us. Uh, but yeah, so we did see each other there. That's true. That was strange. yeah. Boss Hogs Barbecue, a solid, solid three and a half stars out of five. Yeah. How was the rest of your experience there? And real quick, folks, if you're waiting for the hockey content, it's not coming. <laughs> we already covered it, didn't you? <laughs> we'll do our best. But we got to stretch and pad this podcast. Um, You're just listening to us catching up for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is the content you came for. 
God, this is like this is like when there's like breaking news uh-huh. or some big thing happened in the NHL. Which will be right after this podcast. And fucking Elliot to... is like just talking about some random thing where he's like, <laughs> you know, I saw in the news that like that like uh, Serge Serge Batista of like the minor league baseball circuit has hit like <laughs> ten home runs in the last like, three games, and you're like, dude, Elliot Jack Eichel got traded. Get to the Jack Eichel trade. <laughs> we don't have anything quite that important but you know no um what i was going to say though was um pigeon forge in case you've never been folks is like it's like branson if branson took all the meth that was present in branson (laughs) because it's just like it's just like a really long version of branson all the way down that, that whatever parkway street and there's not as many like country jamboree Mm-mm. concerts, but there are like laser tag uh, go kart races and jungle cruises and and live baby goats. I saw <laughs> like at least That's five true. times I drove by them. It's a live baby goats, as if like those live were extinct or something. Live sharks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was like an inordinate amount of like. Um, pancake places like everywhere oh, and yeah. none of them oh, were chains i mean they were all no. independent <laughs> no papa smurf's house of pancakes mama uh and the papa's house of pancakes <laughs> where it's uh, always california dream <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we went to a thai place like off the main drag uh-huh. and it was actually really good i was surprised oh, yeah that's um, cool i think it was just called thai basil it was really good uh, cause we could only eat so much like hometown cooking. I was like, I'm kind of uh. done with like biscuits and gravy. Yo. <laughs> and speaking of Thai basil, this podcast is brought to you by Thai basil, a one-off <laughs> restaurant in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Go to Thai basil for all your basil tying needs. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I was unprepared for how much of a ruinous tourist hellscape Pigeon Forge itself would be. And I was also a little unprepared for how much the Smoky Mountain National Park was going to make up for that. Because man, I mean, I knew it was beautiful down there, but that uh, that knocked my socks off to speak like a hundred year old. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. It's, it's an amazing part. Yeah um i agree so anyway those those are our thoughts on pigeon forge let's turn now to our thoughts on um the reclassification of culinary star ratings according to the michelin report going forward from 2025 and beyond no that's made up i think but who knows is three Uh, star the best or is one three stars the best right that makes don't they have more than isn't there five stars i think it's just one two and three maybe did you know that there's only like three cities in the u.s that can get michelin stars like to the restaurants like they don't even like a st louis restaurant could never get a michelin star it's like new york i want to say like new york chicago san francisco or la or one of the two Uh it's it's really weird there's like an equivalent in the u.s but for some reason michelin is like fuck that there's only three (laughs) cities with with food worth our ratings in the u.s that seems right they might be Uh, right I, I one last thing, and then we will talk about some actual hockey. I want the people at home to know that I'm so dedicated to the reunion of this podcast that I am currently doing a fantasy football draft, and it's not going well. <laughs> Who's your QB? 
Uh, well, here's the thing, Ian. I'm glad oh, you no. asked because that's actually the perfect transition into my explaining that this is the worst league that's ever existed. It is, uh, no, I love this league and hate it. It's run by a totalitarian fascistic despot uh, who used to be my Parks, uh, Parks and Recreation, <laughs> my political science teacher in college, a uh, great professor who started or invited us to these leagues after graduation uh and um he's the worst and we love him and he would respect that we said that but um yeah it's uh it's a 14 team two quarterback league which means basically every quarterback in the the national football league has to be played every week that mm-hmm. you possibly can um and it is uh, an auction draft too, which means the draft takes 738 hours and the quarterbacks always go for a thousand dollars, but also the star running backs also go for a thousand dollars. So everybody goes for a thousand dollars and uh, it's not great. It's not uh, wonderful, um, but you know, you get by and you make do right now. I have drafted five players. I have $42 left to fill out a non-team budget. And those five players are Kyler Murray, pretty good quarterback, uh, T Higgins, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, and Jameis Winston. So I'm feeling pretty good because Jameis Winston, though he does suck, does throw the ball really freaking far. And I'm counting on that to get me some points. The rest of them, you know, I feel really good about actually. Um, T Higgins, that this is the thing about this league. You pay so much for running backs and quarterbacks that wide receivers are just like free. I'm about to get Tyler Lockett for next to nothing. And that's stupid. So anyway, that's how I feel. But uh, so that'll be going on in the background. Maybe, you know, some live commentary because folks, we got time to kill. If you're not getting the theme yet, we've got time to kill. Um, But someone who uh, doesn't have, eh, no, I'm just going to abandon it. Zach Sanford signed a contract. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the Blues agreed to, Terms on a one-year, $2 million contract extension with forward Zach Sanford, who was a restricted free agent. Sanford, 26 years old, posted 16 whopping points, 10 goals, and six assists in 52 games last season. Uh, and Ian, I don't know if you know this, but Zach Sanford once had a five-goal game. I don't know if you've happened to hear that or not. He's not, he's, he's a moves on a heater. He Amazing was on player. a heater, yes. And uh, did we win that game? Stands no. to reason that, wow, oh, uh, we didn't. No, okay. no, no. We pulled a real uh, Austin Matthews debut, you know. Uh, let's talk, we should talk about Austin Matthews since he's such a little shit on the cover of uh, NHL 22 again. Yeah, why not? Was it just Sanford? last year he was on the cover or was there a year in between? No, a year in between. Who was on Who this was, year's? Was it McDavid? No. Do they only know two hockey players? Ovechkin. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, they really only do. It'll be awesome, Matthews. They like, I swear, they had like a little, little clip that made it look like it was going to be Panarin or somebody on the Rangers because they're like, we're announcing it tomorrow, and they kind of showed like the Rangers logo, and it was a misdirect. They ruined it. That's because they're dicks. 
but that's uh i mean it's nhl related so makes sense that they would uh not be able to read the room right that's true um we got yeah we got uh, anyway uh how do you feel about the zach samford contract Ian? walk us through your feelings what? i've got i've got uh, 10 walk, points to make could, i was gonna say if you could walk us through for like 14 minutes that would be just a wrap i've got what numbers he wear these days 12 i got 12 well, points <laughs> 12 point plan on the reclassification of zach sanford um this contract is fine i know i saw there's a lot of people on twitter being like oh that's too much money any money other than league men is too much for zach sanford and just you know getting all up in arms and he's obviously the the whipping boy of the St. Louis Blues, if it hasn't, you know, it's not evident to you, uh, that is the case online. Um, so with that in mind, though, or having said all that, the contract's fine. It's a fine contract for a player that gets you, gets you some goals. I don't think he's a complete liability defensively, and I think he's a fine bottom six forward. Um, the problem is he gets played up in the top six from time to time and freaks people out and people don't like that. I don't like that either. Uh, but you might want to direct your, your anger towards the person that controls such a thing, i.e. Craig Berube and not Zach Sanford, because, uh, when you don't like that Zach Sanford's out there and they, you know, six on five situation and he can't hold it in or he's not skating fast and blah blah that is a zach sanford problem but also zach sanford shouldn't be out there the coach should have you're benched not, him at that point you're not skating fast enough zach <laughs> uh, that was i would ass. like to see a zach sanford underneath uh underneath ken oh, hitchcock there as a either, coach they didn't either. overlap right no um uh, okay. no yes maybe for the half season because it was shattenkirk and then stastny right yeah, 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 yeah. So I think for half a season they did. And then and then Zach Sanford got Ken Hitchcock famously fired. Right. That's right. Uh, you know, Zach Sanford is uh according to his RAPM chart, a actually a pretty good opportunity suppressing forward, and he's not very good at anything else. But <laughs> if you're gonna play him in a in a bottom six role, like you said, um you know, that's, that's fine. He's, he projects like a real Corey Perry type, according to the random thing that just popped up to um, inform. They mean like Corey Perry, like at his current age? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. He's a real 38 year old Corey Perry. But look, Colton Sissons and Zach Sanford, practically identical, almost indistinguishable. Zach Sanford, even a little better than Colton Sissons and Colton Sissons makes like a thousand bajillion dollars for isn't he the one that has like the 12 year contract but it's for like 1.8 I think that's oh, is that maybe yeah that... seven years 20 million for 2.85 <laughs> please please for the love of God do not do that to Zach Sanford yeah we only Sanford we pay him under better. three million a year but it's for 10 years Never yeah, nothing. I mean, I don't think Zach Sanford's. I, is he going to be RFA? He's going to be like, I guess I can just look it up at Cap Friendly. Is he going to be RFA or UFA at the end of this thing? Uh, I think UFA, right? That seems right. Yep. Yep. Okay, so he's gone after this season. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. Even if he even plays this season. Yeah, don't worry about it, folks. Zach Sanford a non-factor, which I get is the whole problem, but like also 
Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. It's uh, not going to be our problem. That's right. I can't imagine worrying about a Zach Sanford contract just at all, to be perfectly honest right. with you. I got bigger concerns, baby. Uh, and Jordan Cairo has bigger... <laughs> Florida's doing something to you. Yeah, it's I missed okay. two weeks. Florida's been on the brain. It's all gone. It's all done. My brain, Florida man. My brain, no good. Any good. Um, Jordan Skyru <laughs> signed two year contract worth five point six million dollars with an average annual value of five of two point eight million dollars. He is 23. He had a career year this past season, recording 14 goals and 21 assists in 55 games. Um, you know, this feels right. This feels uh, I I would have not minded like a longer term thing where it's like, you know, four by or five by 4.2 or really approve it, you know, like try to get your mckinnon sort of bargain thing but this was always going to be the way it was going to go yeah yeah i think so i mean they keep it on the cheap because they're not they're not going to buy any ufa years or anything like that i mean that would have been a pretty long contract i suppose anyways Mm -hmm. but um yeah i mean at first i kind of thought it was slightly high i kind of thought maybe it'd come in around more like 2.5 million as for his like aav but then looking at just like he's projected obviously to be a top six forward we're going to use him as such um you know he's still on the young side but he's he's I think he's proven that he's capable of being a scorer um and not just a, you know I don't know a young kid on a heater or anything like that so it would make sense that he's probably going to make at least as much as some of your bottom six guys and you have like Sunquist is probably your highest paid bottom six guy and he's at like 2.75 for an AAV so it's like okay that makes sense that like Kyra is going to be in and around that number he's just like a little a skosh over that so it, it seems to fit um what he's what he can deliver it makes me kind of wonder to sort of transition over there it makes me wonder what robert thomas is going to get because like as, as a position player as a center it's like well you're you're more valuable player in that regard but also i feel like he has shown to be an all right player but that came more in his like rookie year and he's tailed off a little bit here. And so it's sort of like, what have you done for me lately? It makes me think he's going to might get around the same number, but I also feel like he might get a little bit under that as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to, hard to predict what Robert Thomas is going to get. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think he's probably going to end up getting something like similar to this, maybe two by six or something or not two by six, but two years, three million per. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's another one that like, you're probably tempted to say, hey, maybe we give you a longer deal and it's you know more costly for you, but then maybe on the back end, it makes more sense for us. Um, but you know, I think with the kind of win now 
mentality of the team, uh, the whole two-year window talk that we've heard so many times, it just makes sense to get these guys who you're not going to lose in two years regardless, you know, Mm -hmm. get them signed for as cheap as you can over the next two years, build the strong team around them. And then once you figure out, you know, if Pareko's a long-term player, if O'Reilly's a long-term player, once you've sorted out the Tarasenko thing um, and have some of those other pieces falling into place, then you can sort of go from there and try to, you know, um, figure out your future, I guess, and build that with these guys and Matthew Kachuk and Brady Kachuk and, you know, all those people, Scott Perunovich, mm-hmm. uh, Norris Trophy winning Scott Perunovich, excuse me, um, you know, those kinds of people. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think you probably go that way with Thomas too and just make it a perfect, you know, little 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 thing a little something little little group you know (laughs) it's it's interesting that they haven't gotten it done yet because like you know the blues only have like 1.5 trillion 1.53 million um left in cap space and so obviously thomas is gonna be making more than that but Mm -hmm. it's not that big a deal because in the off season you can go over by like what five percent ten percent something like that over the cap and still be ten yeah yeah, and still be cap compliant. So they got plenty of space with that in the picture. Um, and you got to assume that at some point they're trading Tarasenko, so it frees up $7.5 million too. Um, Thomas doesn't have arb rights either, does he? Yeah, exactly. So like he doesn't have to go to arbitration. I'm kind of surprised that it just wasn't done around the time the Cairo contract was done, which kind of makes me wonder if they're like, I don't know, if Doug Armstrong's working real hard on a Tarasenko trade silently uh, because I mean, just no time for Robert Thomas. What if Robert Thomas hates us? <laughs> what if he's part of the trade? Yeah, um, could be. You know, that'd be neat. Um, but yeah, be it's a hell of a trade, at the very least. <laughs> I would say they'll they'll get him signed. It'll be for it'll be for a reasonable amount of money. But yeah, it does kind of. With, that's the only other question the Blues have right now is how much Robert Thomas is going to get because the only other question after that is the Vladimir Tarasenko question of is he being traded? Is he being moved? And I see a lot of folks online being like, you know what? As I see the clock ticking down towards towards training camp, they're like, you know what? I think we hold on to Tarasenko. Like this is terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. My brain can't do it. Like it's such revisionist, like BS. I don't even know if it's like um, I don't know what you call it. Can you gaslight yourself, Stephen? Is that possible? Can you self-gaslight? Yeah. <laughs> because it's probably. like you know what? I think we should hold on to him. And actually, I think that's in the Blues' best interest at this point. And it's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, are you for real? Like, I, 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 I guess. Like again, if he had no problems with the Blues, I'd be like, sure, hold on to him. See what he, you know, see what he's worth, see what, you know, how his shoulder healed up, see if you can up his value some, and then you trade him. But the problem is he does not want to be here anymore. And people are uh-huh. like, well, that's fine. He, I'm, he's the type of player that's going to be fine with, you know, the, the players in the locker room will be fine. Everyone will be fine. I'm like, it's just, I don't see that happening. I can't imagine they have him play here. Even if they have him play here this season to start the season, he's not, he's gone before american thanksgiving the only real thanksgiving (laughs) um it's just i don't i find it funny i find it quite funny to read people's tweets and stuff where they're like you "You know what i think it's 
oh i find it kind of sad too yeah thank you <laughs> yeah and i what are the what are the rest of the lyrics dreams in which i'm dying are the best i've ever had yeah yeah, yeah we're all familiar yeah, yeah um why did they use that for gears of war <laughs> Why did anyone do anything? <laughs> I don't. I remember even seeing the ad for that, being like, "I guess Excuse I'm me? intrigued." <laughs> you certainly have my attention. I guess that that was your goal. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't. There's just been no news on the Tarasenko front. Like, I, I saw one one rumor that like Caroline is really interested, and that was like that was the rumor. It was a sentence. <laughs> that was it. I don't think people. Like you, Tarasenko would come back and he'd be a professional and he'd play hockey and he'd try to play it well. Yeah. But we've seen this dude for two years on this team upset, unhealthy, and unhappy and not good. And we've had a toxic locker room in this team before and it hasn't been good. And you've got Bucinavich here now who you want to have having a good impression and you don't necessarily want his primary contact, which you kind of assume Tarasenko would be because of the nationality to be like pissed off and angry at the franchise, you know, like there's a lot of reasons that you don't necessarily want um, people to be like, you know, you don't want him here in the soup you know the borscht mm-hmm. borscht is a full meal but you don't just need like andouille andouille sausage in it you know it's it's its own things <laughs> was that in borscht i don't think so i think okay, that's, that's, okay. Why, that's why because I, I was like then i need to eat some borscht <laughs> um yeah i just think i i don't know i just feel like you can't possibly keep him and expect to feel like yay he's good here now like even if you keep even if he plays another whole season here he's still leaving you know like there's no road back to oh i was wrong i'm happy now i will be uh st louis blue guy you know? I think that I think like, that's uh I think I've seen people go that far too yeah where they're like you know what if he plays here and he, he sees what he's worth and back with the boys and i'm like dude he just he wants out dude yeah he goes um and that's fine you know what that's fine let him be gone but um just don't like pretend that it's something that it's not you know again it's gonna be a bomb or not necessarily a bomb as in like it'll be amazing trade but i mean it's gonna be a bomb just some random day you're gonna scroll through twitter and you're gonna see tarasenko traded to the Florida Panthers for blah blah blah, yeah. and you're like, oh wow, no way it happened. <laughs> um, which, by the way, that'd be great. I would totally get a Florida Panthers uh, jersey. Oh yeah, one of those sick soccer looking ones mm-hmm. that I have raved about in the past. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm I saw I saw some tweets too, and I thought they made some really good points. Um, that there was that like seems a like a contradiction. In I know, terms, right? But go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. The, Thankfully, they were they were comedic in tone, so it was all right. <laughs> oh, good, good, um, good. But no, it was like a lot of sports teams. I don't know if it was just the NHL or a bunch of other teams in other leagues, but we're tweeting like, um, maybe it was the NHL, like, what's the best logo in NHL history? And it would be like the Florida Panthers would post like their old logo, and they'd be like, this mm-hmm. is the best logo 
in NHL history. And then people would, would retweet at them and they'd be like, hey, but like, that's not your current logo. So are you saying your current logo is not your best logo? In, in which case, why do you have it? And I was like, you know what? I think you overthought it. But also at the same time, I agree. That's true. I'm like, if you're going to be like, this was the best logo ever. I'm like, and so you turned, you turned away from it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I liked point. it. It made, it made some logical sense to me. And I was like, you know what, Twitter, good job. You, you win today. You did, you did good. Um, yeah. I don't know why, like, it is kind of funny. I feel that way with the blues sometimes too, where I'm like, if you like the heritage so much, you could just be those colors for a while. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like you They're were like, before. No, no, no. That's how it became a heritage jersey. <laughs> that would be um, dope. We'll see. You know, I think they have a better shot at it after this winter classic. If they do go the rumored route of just doing like the white away versions of uh-huh. the old winter classic jersey. And then they have the set and they go, I don't know. I guess we could just wear these from now on because that'd be dope. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd be down. I'm all aboard that. Um, Ian, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Seen any good movies? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The Suicide Squad was good. The second Suicide Squad movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, good. You know why? It's because they got James Gunn to direct it and it was rated R, which is what James Gunn does. And uh-huh. so there, it was really weird and had lots of blood, but it was like, but like heartwarming at the same time yeah, in a weird way. And I was like, you know what? They, this is his Guardians of the Galaxy movies are fine. They're, they're very good. But like, uh-huh. it also definitely feels like that's a Marvel movie and he's just the name slapped on it. This felt like DC was like, yo, we suck. So can you just make <laughs> one of your movies? Um, he's like sure because I've seen a bunch of other James Gunn movies and if you watch any of his other ones they tend to be relatively gory I guess Uh but they also seem to be just kind of really just just a weird beat to them and they're kind of like have a nice message but you're always like but didn't you like scalp a guy and it's like (laughs) yeah but like Christmas but in a loving way yeah and you're like okay like seriously (laughs) what is what movie was it he made a movie called Super where it's like got Rain Wilson in it. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. And it's and it's it's real weird. Yeah, like it's just got this weird. You're almost it's he rides the weird line in some of his movies where you're kind of creeped out and you're like, I don't know if I like this, but then he kind of mm-hmm. he still saves it right on the edge. You're like, okay, this is fun. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a good sell? Go watch James yeah. Gunn movies. This is fun. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that was a great sell. I saw Old recently. I don't know if I talked about that on this podcast. It was, you know, it was, I thought it was fine. I People are going to hate on it because that's what you do with M. Night Shyamalan movies. But like, you know, I thought it was, it was all right. He's an, he's an art, what are they, how do you say that? He's an artur. Yeah, something like that. Orator, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was not, you know, it had a big twist ending. Yes, it was 90 minutes. It's an hour. <laughs> and that was the whole thing. So, you know, I felt great about it. <laughs> Cold sandwich. So yeah. warm serious. <laughs> it was $1,200. Oh, <laughs> uh. uh, boy. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was that experience. 
Uh, God, we are thin on hockey news to talk about. Uh, let's say this real quick, even though it's not in the notes. Um, don't, uh, how about let's not sweep this Blackhawks situation under the rug? How about, oh, we yeah. Do that? I, yeah, if you want like a really good, um, kind of overview and just commentary on the whole situation, I like highly recommend the uh, Steve Dangle podcast episode where they interviewed Rick Westhead, who was the guy over at TSN who. I think like kind of like co-broke the story with um, Katie Strang at like the athletic and a, another group of folks that actually end in Chicago mm-hmm. um, that did it as well. But yeah, it's, it's very, I listened to it on the drive into Pigeon Forge and it was just really, it was really eye-opening because I feel like I heard a lot of what he already talked about, what Rick talked about, but there was a lot of like commentary he was able to make as far as like his research and just some other comments from from some of the players like John Doe one and John Doe two and stuff that was just really it was very interesting. It's it's very um, it's very damning, I will say, of the NHL. It doesn't doesn't uh, paint the Blackhawks or the NHL in a very good light, unsurprisingly. Um, and it does kind of it does I don't know. It makes me it makes me wonder. I don't know if you've ever felt this, but I've always wondered like what would I do if like something like this happened with the Blues, like. I think, I think yeah, I'd still root tough. for the Blues. Honestly, like I mean, I wouldn't be like, well, I can't root for this team. I'd be like, well, I'll root for the Blues. But I, I really do think I would want like, like if they're like Doug Armstrong knew and he didn't do anything, I, I I'd have a hard time being like, all right, well, you know, got to keep him here because he's he's got a plan. I'm like, I think you just got to get rid of him. Like, I'd, I'd, uh-huh. I, I think it would make me, you know, selfishly as a fan, feel better if they like cleaned house as far as everyone that knew or any, especially anyone that was like really involved in it um, mm-hmm. at very least. Um, and so, I, I mean, I would imagine that's what a lot of Blackhawks fans have been feeling. Um, it's just, yeah, it would be, it'd be hard as a fan because it is, it is something you tie your, you tie a lot of your, your own person into. And it's like, it's almost like admitting that you did something wrong, even though you did nothing wrong, but it's like, man, okay, how do I reconcile this thing I follow and enjoy, but also like just the shitty shit they did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. especially that's, it's hard too, because like with the, if this was like a one-time thing, like it's still mm-hmm. really bad. It's still really bad, but like, it's okay. They fucked up. It was this big mess. What are they going to do to fix it? But there's like, there's been weird shit that's been going on with the Blackhawks for like a decade now. And it's like, yeah. it's real gross. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and it really, it's like, it, I I don't, I'm not trying to play like I'm a cool or anything, but like, I barely consider that it's the Blackhawks from like a rivalry perspective, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. it's just like any organization that did that is terrible. And, <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't like it. I just, I don't care for it. Oh, Dan Bilesma is a assistant coach for oh the Charlotte Checkers. What? He's like a real full coach. I think when he got hired there, someone posted a quote from him or someone else that was basically talking about how he really wanted another shot as an NHL coach, and that's all he's uh-huh. ever dreamed of. And people were like, "Yeah," and I think he's gonna get it. And then it was like, "No, you're an assistant, okay?" And in the <laughs> AHL, like, ah, oh, shit. I do feel that's kind of sad. It feels like mm-hmm. you missed the mark, bud. Um, but yeah, uh, 
anyway, back to the Blackhawks thing. I just, I don't want the NHL to get away with this. I, there's a lot of stuff in the world that people just get away with because they have power and who's going to tell them no. Mm. And I don't want, I don't want that to happen here. It's, it's messed up, man. It's just like, it's genuinely just very, very wrong and sad. And I think we as hockey fans honestly owe it to those players a little bit and owe it to that, especially the the young man in Michigan uh, to, you know, not, not like be the heroes, but just to keep on the story and keep demanding answers and not let this go away not let them sweep it under the rug and say they've dealt with it internally and, and all that stuff, you know, like we have to ask the questions. We have to send the tweets. We have to keep talking about it because that's the only way we're going to force change. And I think we need to force change because the league sucks. So that's kind of my two cents. No, I was say it's long overdue and I think you nailed it. I think that's the most frustrating part is just the fact that it just seems like they'll probably, if it even gets heard in court, um, they'll probably just settle and they'll be like, okay, mm-hmm. well, you know, we dealt with that and sweep it under the rug. And it just, it's, yeah, it's so gross. And they talked about it in the Rick Westhead interview, but it's like, you know, you have to play, you have to play it by the law. And so like the Blackhawks will essentially have already said like, well, we knew this incident happened, but we mm-hmm. didn't have any legal, there was no legal, um, I don't know. There's no law or basically any rule saying we had to do anything like the Blackhawks. There's nothing written anywhere that says we have to report this sort of thing. Like the player could report it, someone else could report it, but we as a team don't have any legal binding that says we have to do that. And it's like, okay, I understand that. And that's what you got to say in court because you're just talking about laws and what's written and what's not, but like, man, what a God, like, this is the thing where you just stare at someone and go, I know what you said is true, but do you have like a spine <laughs> where you can take off the record and be like, you could have done anything? Mm. It's like, well, it's not what we're here to talk about. I'm like, oh, oh. it's just, <laughs> it's, yeah, I think that's what's the most infuriating. It's just probably going to get settled. And I think you're right. I think the only way you get this to have like the proper attention or have anything, any real justice served hopefully as um as they're not letting it go i know um rick west had talked about how like even if this doesn't get seen in court there's like that independent party that the blackhawks have working for them the blackhawks are funding so i guess it's not quite independent that could still come out and say hey this didn't go to court, but we have findings that say these people knew, like unequivocally, mm. these people definitely knew. So if that comes out, that could, there could still be a lot of repercussions. It's like, hey, you were cleared in court, but now we have like legal findings that say you knew and this looks bad for the league. And therefore, like there's going to be some sort of punishment within the league. Um, I think his biggest point was like the people that have the most power in this is sponsors at this point it's like if people are like hey man we don't like the the blackhawks or you know staff knew about this and so i don't know i guess adidas does jerseys but you know adidas pulls out and says we're not doing sponsorship stuff with the blackhawks then you'd see people go okay stan bowman's gone okay <laughs> they're like mm-hmm. we gotta get rid of these people we need that money um so i mean guess i guess we'll see that's my only hope really is that they have that independent investigation find some stuff that they just you can't bury 
Who was their helmet sponsor last year? Blackhawks helmet. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we never played them. I don't remember. Uh, United. Unsurprising, oh, I guess. Lame. Um, what did we have? Enterprise? I guess it's just easy. Enterprise and Stiefel, wasn't it? Didn't oh, we have two yeah, different yeah. ones. Uh, well, let's call up uh, whatever I just said. United. Tell them that we're all flying Delta unless they take care of I mean, that's just, that's just my, that's my preference. <laughs> yeah, I'm fly- Well, you, they don't have to know that, you know, oh, yeah. you're flying Delta either <laughs> way, but they don't need to know that. Do people have preferred um, airlines? Like I'm sure oh, they for do. For sure. For sure. People do. Yeah. People. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not against that either. I just feel like I'm always just like, I'm so cheap that I'm like, I'll go wherever's cheapest, except for like the cheap brands. Like I'm not oh, flying to Sun Country yeah. or Allegiant or Frontier or anything. <laughs> Sun Country, is that a real one? Yeah, yeah, it's a real one. I'm telling you. <laughs> it might not be anymore. Um, but yeah, the, any, anytime someone's like, after the Tallahassee for, incident, <laughs> I flew to Vegas for like 50 bucks on Frontier. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure they packed you in like sardines and kicked you in the mess. <laughs> I did fly Frontier Direct to uh, Jacksonville one time. It wasn't terrible. I felt like oh, the what, company... what am I thinking of? Spirit, Spirit Airlines. That's oh the boy! One like... Yeah, I'm not about that. That's bad stuff. I don't. That's where they that. make you stand like cattle. <laughs> there are no <laughs> seats. Grab onto the railing. That's right. Uh, yeah, I'm not about Spirit or any of that kind of stuff. Southwest used to be like the thing was like cheap flights, but it was also yeah. Chill. I don't know. I feel like I need. I'm not. (laughs) I need to get a credit card. You know how people have like credit cards that do stuff. Uh We're getting we're getting real personal. Like my credit card doesn't do anything because it's just through my bank, and I have like Uh nineteen thousand points. And when I go, when it's like redeem your nineteen thousand points, like ooh, what can I get? It's like you can get one Jason Mraz ticket in the back. (laughs) I was like, oh, cool. I was literally going to say Jason Mraz. So is that how you paid for that? No. <laughs> well, I paid with real American dollars. Well, you know, could, he likes those, I guess. Um, yeah, I uh, I also have a crappy... Well, now I have some real credit cards, but not interesting or exciting in any way. So, you know, life mm-hmm. sucks and then you die sort of situation <laughs> so um and speaking of life sucking and then you die the coyotes have no home the arizona coyotes have been abandoned by the city of glendale this is likely the last season the coyotes will play at the gila river arena as the city of glendale said it has decided not to renew the team's operating agreement at the arena beyond the 2021-22 season. Whether the Arizona Coyotes would stay in Glendale has been a years-long storyline amid team ownership changes, negotiations, and ongoing discussions. Last month, the city of Tempe put out a request for proposals to gauge potential interest in building a sports and entertainment district there, something that the Arizona Coyotes said they were, quote, highly interested in. Ooh, what... Where will the uh, Coyotes relocate to, you asked. Ian, what are your thoughts on that? Have you answered your own question already, lamely? <laughs> um, Memphis. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think, obviously, people, all, the, all the real answers are Houston and, and Quebec City. Um, what, about, what about Butte? Butte, Butte, Butte. Yeah, I'm all for Butte, but 
Um, big fan of Butte. I've never quite understood why we don't have a hockey team. A in Kansas City. I mean, they tried it before. And I know that some folks have said there's not as much interest in hockey there anymore. Uh-huh. But I think they could make it work. And two, I've never quite understood why they don't have one in like Milwaukee or like Green Bay or somewhere in Wisconsin. Like they're they yeah. love their college team in, in Madison. So like I don't really understand why they don't have a team up there. I don't know. Are they afraid it's gonna cannibalize like other Blackhawks fans and and wild fans? Like I'm not really sure. That always just seemed like a state where I'm like, that's a northern state, that's a winter state. Give them a winter mm-hmm. sport. <laughs> oh, of course you got to give them winter sport how could you not uh yeah i don't understand why anyone exists <laughs> i always go down the rabbit hole no i i just think i'm not a big fan of relocation in general i don't like it um i don't feel good about it I don't enjoy it, but the coyotes need to move. They just need to do it so that it's done, you know? Um, it's never going to happen. I feel like it's never going to happen. Yeah, you're right. I feel like you're right. It's never, ever, ever going to happen. So I guess I should just get over myself, you know, and not worry about it, but I kind of want to worry about it. Well, it's one of those things in life that just makes so much sense, like a team not being in Arizona anymore, a hockey (laughs) team, um, and yet they'll always be there because Uh Gary Bettman's like this, Gary Bettman found a nice hill and he said, this is where I will die (laughs) because he's like, this is it, like Gary Bettman will, will, you know, he'll allow people to eat food out of the Stanley Cup gasp, I bet you he'd change the Stanley Cup into like, a thing made of plastic with like lasers inside and be like this is what uh-huh. the kids like but you're like but gary you gotta move that team out of arizona he's like that no, i cannot no, no, do no, no. i have some bridges i will not cross uh yeah yeah i don't <sighs> why am i gonna have to explain to my future children that there's a team in arizona they're like <laughs> papa why and i'm like i don't know i don't have all the answers <laughs> What about the snow lizards? (laughs) Because father has run out of answers. In my head, the state has melted into us somehow into a snowy wasteland. Oh, Um, yeah, that's true. By the time my kids can ask me questions, um, I'm sure Arizona will be underwater or whatever. You know, I forget what's happening. We're freezing, we're going underwater. I've seen like 2012. No, that's not the one. Day after tomorrow. Yeah. Or the weather's going to go to shit any of them really i mean who cares you know actually i think uh, arizona's gonna get nice it's gonna be nice and temperate could be yeah why no not? oasis if you will why not who, who stopped no? there who stopped there in the 1800s and said i think this is fine and then that's where they stayed and, pe- <laughs> and more people came and they said me too <laughs> why it blows my mind i saw like um I looked up Phoenix, Arizona today because I had A, to make sure it existed. And like, uh-huh. I saw that someone had drawn in the 1800s, one of those like early 1900s, like aerial views of the city, but they couldn't have been in the air. So they just kind of like drew it from like, I don't know, a nearby cliff or something. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, that's neat. That's a nice little town. But I'm like, they had like running water and stuff there already. I'm like, isn't it like 1908? Yeah. Like I know running water existed, but like in Arizona it did. I can't believe that. 
I don't people live that. people live there before AC, Stephen. How could people have lived there before AC? I don't I don't know. Let's actually talk about this because I don't know how anyone ever lived before air conditioning. I don't think of myself as particularly pampered, but like <laughs> AC and a hot shower feel like life necessities. And when I think about the fact that like a hundred years ago, neither of those were given, you know, mm. not like 10 centuries ago, not like two millennia ago, a hundred years ago, neither of those was a given. And that makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sad and afraid. <laughs> hey, man, I don't understand how it works. People wear like cotton or wool everywhere yeah. sorry there were wool everywhere like this is what i wear i i guess i should say those things aren't a given in many countries today um but yeah it's just uh, i don't i being down here in florida it's just like it's i mean it's not that much different from st louis because st louis is a miserable hellscape too in the summer <laughs> but like it's just you walk outside and you're just blanketed in heat and then you walk inside into the ac and you're blanketed in you know cool and relief and comfort and it's like how did people ever live any other life that's my question that is my question ian i do have good news the fantasy draft is officially done so you know um where do you think you're gonna finish uh 14 team league so probably like 18th um <laughs> for the people's sake we've got kyler murphy kyler murphy kyler murray great start steven and Jameis winston as your qb's frightening proposition with winston but i i'm a believer you know what can i say uh t higgins brandon iuke and chase claypool and dj chark on wide receiver meaning i can keep my team name charks and recreation um Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, Damian Harris, Michael Carter, and James Conner are your running back core. And Logan Thomas is the tight end. We've got Rodrigo Blankenship holding down the kicking duties and the Los Angeles uh, Chargers defense who have a friendly match one against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So you know what? I actually I feel pretty good about this team. I'm not going to lie. The, the receiver core could let me down a little bit, um, but I otherwise don't hate it. I feel pretty good. Also, I'm just going to be obliterated by week six buys, but that'll be fine. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be five and oh by then and I can just punt the week and it'll be great, you know? Um, but um, here we are, you know, team is drafted. So I'm going to close that window and focus entirely on our final official hockey discussion, which, of course, is the most controversial thing in the history of sport. Uh, Ian, it finally happened. They finally caved. Logos on the jerseys, endorsements, more money for the NHL. Um, the sponsors are excited, but not all our fans. Um, the league will allow teams to put sponsor patches on jerseys beginning with the 2022-23 season after the board of governors unanimously approved the move weird that this they couldn't pull off in time for this season but didn't they approve the helmet patch thing like 
four days before the regular season last year. I'm pretty sure they it was like real close. Yeah, it was guess, really close. I guess they were that's desperate just for that sticker money. that you put on, but like I wouldn't think I think it's I think it's just to milk more money out of it, you know. Mm. Um, league officials, including Commissioner Gary Bettman, had said the next step of going to Jersey ads would have to be at a value that's worthwhile in hockey, a sport that has long prioritized the front of the, quote, sweater. Sportico first reported the addition of Jersey ads, saying they can be up to 3.5 by 3 inches. The NBA began selling Jersey sponsorships in 2017-18 when Nike became the league's official apparel company. The program has brought in well over $150 million in revenue. Um I I got to be honest with you, and I, I can't imagine anything I could care less about. I would <laughs> like to pretend I'd like to pretend I care. I really would, you know. Yeah. But I I think if you look at the sports that have sponsorships, if it if done right, no can defend. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you do it in such a way that the low that the um you know kind of advertising fits to me it works you've got like these kind of your go-to soccer jerseys i'm looking at the liverpool jersey right now and Mm -hmm. it's like it just you know i don't even think i don't even think of standard charter as a sponsor to me that's just what the front of the liverpool logo looks (laughs) liverpool it's true it's true and I think the Bulls jerseys, I've always liked this um, Zinni sponsorship. Like, you can't even really tell it's there. Like, who cares? I don't care enough. If this is going to help the league up the salary cap quicker, pay more uh, players and stuff. By the way, how sick is this uh, Bulls third jersey? That was nice. Oof, that's uh, Lori, Lori Markin and, uh, you know, style or uh, modeling that one for us. But uh, anyway, um, I just, I can't be bothered to care that much. How, do you feel very differently? Not really. Like I, maybe it's, maybe it was just knowing it was inevitable. I feel like some people are shocked, you know, they're like, I can't believe that. It's like, really? I think if the writing was on the wall for a long time, even though <laughs> Batman was like, we don't want to change these classic jerseys. It's like, they're still not, it's still a little 3.5 by three inch, uh, patch, uh, it's kind of cool. There'll be a little patch because it'll be sewn on there. And I think two things for me, as long as a, you can buy a Jersey in a store without the logo, you know, without the advertisement uh-huh. on it, that'll be key. Um, I'm, that's not going to make me not buy a Jersey if it's on there, but I'd just be a little more keen to be buying ones without advertisements on it. And then mm-hmm. two, um, it'll be interesting to see them on the like third Jersey. Like I think, they might not put them on the winter classic ones. Maybe they will, but maybe they'll say, "Yeah, we'll, we'll let this be a little more classic." But when you see like the powder blue blues third jersey, and it's got like um, centine on it somewhere, it will look a little weird because at least their current jersey's got like shoulder colors and stripes and mm-hmm. shit. And it's like, "Ah, hey, we're just throwing another thing on there," and it just kind of gets lost in in the busyness of it. But the um, those winter classics that we use as the thirds now are just so clean and just don't have anything on them you know they're pretty they're plain but in a good way that when you see yeah. like centene on it you'll be like huh which is fine again i think that's just where it's going to stand out a little bit more than any of these current jerseys um 
having said Centene though, that was our, our friend Jeff's uh, suggestion, thinks it's probably gonna be the case because it's their, the sponsor of their Iceplex out in uh, Maryland Heights. But I do think that Cutest Funeral Home does have like a pretty good shot. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's just hi- let's just wildly, wildly, um, speculate about who the Blues Jersey sponsor will be for the next, I don't know, half an hour. Or so. <laughs> what about Frederick roofing? And then we trade for Trent Frederick and it's all full circle. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, that's lit enough to get the Kachucks to come. They're like, we like, how oh, much they're like, oh, we down. gotta get in on this Frederick roofing business, baby. Um, <laughs> I'd like it if it was yeah. a national chain that made no sense for St. Louis, like it was fucking Subway or something. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> was Subway like founded there? I'd be like, no, man, but blues love Subway. Uh yeah. What or something that just um, doesn't mesh with the colors at all. Like I've seen people like, say Emo's pizza logos patch. <laughs> like, yes. like like Home Depot is the sponsor for some reason. Like an orange, just like just slap what? some orange on there. Um Bam, 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 bam. You know, that's like the Home Depot song where it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, weekend yeah. warrior, baby. Yeah, you're right. It was the Home Depot song. Um, yeah, I don't, I just don't care as long as they're not garish. Um, Gary, uh, <laughs> garish, yeah, there we go. We, we figured it out. Uh, I can't be bothered to care. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some people will, and that's their business. Ian, we've run out of things to talk about. Is there anything you'd like to say or do before this podcast ends? I have no long idea how long we've been going uh, because we're recording on Zoom, so I just simply don't know. It's been an hour, I think, maybe. Um, could be, could be. I, I highly recommend everyone go watch... Uh, I think it's called untold because it's like a series of documentaries uh-huh. but the only one i've seen the one that i recommend is um the one that came out like a couple weeks ago i think malice in the palace malice at the palace oh, the ron artest thing yeah the ron artest is it good uh, oh it was really good i liked it i remember is it like depressing or ha- funny or what's the vibe um a little, it's a little bit of both it's a little bit yeah. of both okay there's it's really interesting because i remember that specifically and i like didn't I barely follow the NBA now, and I most certainly didn't when I was like 14. Um, but I remember like driving up to Minnesota, it must have been, because I think it was around Thanksgiving or something like that. Like I remember being like in a hotel for some reason and then uh-huh. hearing about it in the news the next morning and then being like, whoa, what the fuck? Like they went in the stands and fought. And now for some reason, because I guess just because it's been so long, it seems less outlandish. I'm like, of course they went in the stands and fought. <laughs> um but then watching it back again and just kind of them putting in the context and everything and you kind of forget how they how the media just kind of turned on these guys real quick um it's really interesting i didn't know enough about um jermaine jermaine o'neill jo i think i'm saying jo and i was like oj but not oj jo um like the young the young star there for the pacers that like essentially like kind of lost his career over this and he wasn't even really like he wasn't run our test he wasn't really the guy that started at all he was just kind of like defending himself on the mm-hmm. court as people were like fighting and i was like oh man that kind of sucks and they make a big deal about how see around our test like started it but he also mm-hmm. at least won a championship with the lakers and this poor guy didn't get to do anything i was like oh this is sad yeah yeah and then i got to I explain will- to my uh, fiance why his name meta world peace 
Um, <laughs> that was interesting. I will check it out for sure. I started watching Hitler's Circle of Evil. So, you know, <laughs> you're looking for a palate cleanser. That's probably what you go with, I think. Yeah. Um, so far, I'm warning Hitler, kind of a dick. <laughs> and, and the people he surrounded himself with, not much better. <laughs> so, was that, was that the Circle of Evil? Yeah, they're the circle. He's the dick and they're the circle. You think he called? <laughs> Do you think he called it the circle of evil? Do you think I hope knew? so? I hope he was that self-aware, you know. Look, I know I'm not what I'm doing. It's not great. It's not going to be received very well. <laughs> not ideal. Look, you just uh, you know, I just decided I got to do it. I'm I'm Hitler, you know. So I do like how many like I'm still intrigued by that stuff, but it's crazy. Um, prior to the History Channel turning into Pawn Stars, which is a data reference because they're, I think that show's gone too, but whatever the mm-hmm. fuck they do on that History Channel, it's just like random BS. But prior to that, it was like the Hitler Channel because it was nonstop, like, we've got new interesting stuff mm-hmm. about Hitler today. And I'd always be like, no, you don't, but then I'd watch it. Yeah. And we discovered that sometimes he combed his mustache up instead of down <laughs> and that was like the whole thing you know they're like well that explains that one picture yeah um so yeah there's our netflix recommendations also we've started watching uh i think you should leave it is great i look forward to watching the oh, next yeah. episode in person with you Ian, very oh, soon that's what i was going to say uh-huh. thank you steven you're welcome the arizona coyote situation is very <laughs> much like the skit where he accidentally pushes on a door that's pull or he pulls on a door that's push that's what it is pulls on a door that's push and they go no it's a pull or it's a push and he goes no i was here yesterday it's a pull and he just pulls it off the hinges because he doesn't <laughs> want to be wrong that's pretty much gary batman they're like gary uh you gotta move that team and he's like no you don't no you don't people have been saying it's very successful here yeah, and he pulls the door think, off the hinge. I think that's a perfect analogy. So, uh, check out. I think you should leave. Check out um, the Malice at the Palace, and most importantly, check out Hitler's Circle <laughs> and folks. <laughs> until next time, uh, thanks for coming back. Thanks for wanting to listen to us. That's yeah. obviously insane, and you probably should speak to a therapist. But we really do appreciate it. So we're trying um, to get better, and so should you. That's right. Everyone should. Better help. They don't sponsor this podcast. We're second rate. We're second rate to them. Uh, but we're first rate to all of you and you're first rate to us. So we will be back. We should be back next week. Hopefully Vladimir mm-hmm. Tarasenko will have been traded for King's Ransom by then. But I don't think so. <laughs> but until then, whatever should ha- happen. Uh, I hope you all have a great time, great weekend, great life, and we'll talk real soon. Good night.